happy <laughs> November. Squishy, squeechy. Yeah, hey, I know. Screechy. Screechy. What's up, everybody? Um, thank y'all for tuning in. We're grateful that you guys have been watching. My wife just told me that we've been getting like thousands of views and thousands of views on TikTok, I guess, all of our episodes. That's a blessing. Um, hopefully we're providing good enough content. Well, anyway, let's jump in. My name's Freddie Cole. I'm Kalila Cole. And we are the Common Cole. We yeah. try to have common conversations. Oh, Oreo. And that's Oreo. Y'all haven't seen Oreo. <laughs> Oreo is a, just got to be in the middle of something. So anyways, um, we're just grateful to be able to, to have this platform, to be able to share for some things with you guys. And I think as we go, um, we'll continue to just be able to provide more stuff for you. Now, um, we are to season one, episode five. Episode five. Episode five. Um, today's topic, uh, we're talking about the importance of abiding in Christ because uh, marriage is ordained by God, first of all. And when you have something that is ordained by God, the responsibility of both individuals is still, uh, it still remains separate. It's two becoming one, but they individually have a responsibility to Christ for the marriage to continue to be strong and thrive the way God in intended for it to thrive. So we have, uh, there's a scripture, the John 15 and four, that tells us just in part in summary, it says for us to abide in him, because apart from him, we can't do anything good, right? And so we want to kind of use that as the premise to have this conversation. Did you want to open up with something or you want to? You got it. Oh, that, I got it. Yeah, that's that's good. Okay, so um, let me cross my leg and just get, you know, get comfortable here. <laughs> get settled in. Get settled in. So, you know, one of the things that we have to, to um, continually remind ourselves is that as we practice the art of becoming one, we have to also make sure that we maintain our own individual identity, right? Um, there's an identity in Christ, but there's also an identity for ourselves as who we are you know, uh, you know, as a, as a human, as a husband, as a wife, uh, as a father, or whatever that looks like, or as a mother. So identity is very important. I think we want to kind of talk about that as we tie it into abiding in Christ. Number one for me, I'll say it's very important for me to abide in him because it's absolutely impossible for me to love her the way Christ loved the church unless I abide, abide in him, who's the example, right? He's the example of what it looks like. You know, the Bible says that he laid down his life um, for the church. And so to really think about it, we can say that, but what that actually looks like on a day-to-day -day basis, it's really me um, setting aside my ideologies, my way of wanting to do things, my perspective, my approach, making everything about me, my, my, my. Um, but then also being able to tie it into we. I'm willing to, it's not, it's not always a bad, it's not a bad thing to take a back seat in certain areas, but I'm willing to work and partner with her, my wife, um, in, in this walk with marriage because we both have individual responsibilities. And if I don't honor or treasure or value her responsibility in this marriage, then it makes it all about me. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that is so important. 
and we're going to give you guys some examples of what it looks like because um we we live a, a natural life spiritually right we're spiritual beings living in this natural life and so spiritually we need to abide in christ so that we can naturally live our lives if we don't spiritually abide in christ then we're going to naturally live our lives according to the way we think we're supposed to live it the way our mama and them did it and we were just talking about that we were talking about how men grew up trying to learn how to tie a tie oh. you know uh, years that it take them to learn how to tie a tie and now this new generation they can tie a tie in seconds without ever having to go through that whole you know pass me down my granddaddy did it this way my daddy did it this way we got to do it you know, I don't even know how to tie a tie myself. That's how <laughs> intricate it is to tie a tie. And if you didn't grow up with a daddy, sometimes the young men didn't know how to tie a tie. But now this new generation, because they're now understanding that, you know what? Their way may not have been the right way. How do we know if the way is the right or wrong way if we're not abiding in the person that holds the standard? Right? We have to abide in the one who holds the standard so that we know, wait a minute. You know, I want to yell at my husband right now. I want to nag my husband right now because I asked him to do this and that. But that might not be the best way to do it because a wife can tear down her own house by responding the wrong way at the wrong time and vice versa. So we have to individually abide so that we can get the instructions we need so we can say the thing that needs to be said or not said at the right time. That's good. That's good. So how do we get that knowledge? Like she said, the one who set the standard. You know, it's a matter of really diving deep. Like for me, reading his word, uh, we talked about it today in church, you know, not just praying, but meditating on his word. You know what I mean? Um, being able to get an idea of what it looks like to be like him as he was pertaining to the church or as he is pertaining to the church um, and then internalizing that for myself towards her. I only get that through, you know, the word of God. I get that through prayer and revelation um, in, that stuff, in that time. So, you know, when we talk about the importance of abiding in him, yes, we are two becoming one, but I personally have my own responsibility to Christ for her, just like she has her own personal responsibility to Christ for me because he has given us individual role. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Wives. It says submit, but in other words, respect, honor, um, you know, your husband. And so we have individual roles, but we can't fulfill those roles unless we seek the one who set the standard in terms of how to do it. Amen. And so what does that look like naturally? Right. And we just want to talk about the different areas that abiding in Christ can help you in your marriage, not only in your marriage, but also in at work or whatever place you have um, to go to, going to the grocery store, whatever. Abiding in Christ can help, help you in each of those areas. My husband preached today about um, praying and meditating, praying and meditating. And that's what you do when you're abiding in Christ. You're always seeking an answer from him. You're seeking to hear from him. So you're meditating in the word. And what that does is it helps you when you go out there and somebody want to, you know, try you. Because they're trying in these streets. They, they try you. I'm telling you, they want to try you. People want to try. People hear that I'm from Detroit. I'm from the Bronx. I'm from Oakland, whatever. They want to try me. Like, don't try me. Try Jesus, right? That's that's the saying now, right? Don't try me, try Jesus. But they want to try you in these streets. They want to see if you really about it. But let me tell you, that was that was the old man. But let me, if you are not abiding in Christ daily, 
And I mean daily. If you're not abiding in Christ daily, it's just that one time that you're out there and somebody tries you and don't have a concealed to carry weapon, right? And somebody tries you and you make the wrong decision at the wrong time. And now you've gotten arrested. And if you're a school teacher, you got to report that, right? And now you in, in gotten charged for stuff just off of that one thing because you didn't abide in Christ. You didn't spend that time in the Lord. You just slowly did that slow step away from abiding and being with him and, and, and really, you know, going in and hearing from him. And, and that, the devil just right there, you know, with that person that's going to do that one thing to push you right over the edge. So, yes. Amen. That's one area. So, as we, that's good. So, as we talk about, like, you know, the importance of us abiding in him individually, it brings forth a conversation about individuality within the marriage, right? So, within the marriage, you have two individuals um, natural individuals, human beings created, the, you know, you know, I was a grown man before I met her. She was a grown woman before she met me. We're individuals who are coming together into this marriage. And so, you know, the question becomes, and some people have asked this question, is it okay for me to maintain my individuality in my marriage? The answer to that is yes, as long as it does not hinder the marriage. It does not vex the marriage. It, it cannot oppose the vows that were made or originally intended for the marriage. So one of the things that I could talk about as far as maintaining individuality, you know, I played college basketball at Bethune Cookman. Go Wildcats, right? Hell, Wildcats. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's where I played ball at. And so when I first graduated from college, I went probably the first maybe 10 years where I was not able to go back to the campus and visit because I was playing ball overseas. Um, so fall was football season. I was over, I was out of the country. Winter, I was still over there, and that was basketball season. So when I finally slowed down playing, I wanted to reconnect. So I used that time, you know, to go back. My wife wasn't really big into sports at the time, so that was my time to maintain my individuality. I went back around my alma mater, got back around the the current basketball players, and went to homecoming and things of that nature. That was stuff that I did on my own. Um, because again, I'm still an individual. I'm, I'm, I'm still that person. So that gave me an opportunity to be able to go um, and still, you know, enjoy seeing people I haven't seen in a long time and things of that nature. So it's okay to, to maintain individuality as long as it does not compromise your marriage vows. Absolutely. And I'm going to talk about the things that I do as an individual in my marriage, but I also want to talk about some of the things that some things that you may have to give up, give up when you get um, married. For instance, if you're used to before you get got married, going out with your friends, hanging out to 4 a.m. Clubs and all that. Clubs and all that you, that's something you got may have to let go of having a female having male friends a male having female friends. If it's vexing your marriage. Listen, you two are the, the partners. Everybody outside of that can get it. I'm sorry, they can all go. <laughs> sorry. It's about you and your partner. Back up. You and your partner, parents or whatever, they can, they can all, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, peace. You made a, co a covenant, a commitment with your partner. Mm -hmm. So if that friendship is causing an issue in your marriage, you may have to let that friendship go. Or those decisions. For, or those decisions, absolutely. So what I do is um, once a year, I either have a woman's retreat or I go on a cruise um, with just women, 
just to remind myself of who I am and some of the things I like to do, right? I like to cruise. I like to read. I'll go away, take me a nice hot bath, uh, read a book or whatever. Just, just be by myself, especially with having children. As a woman, we tend to lose ourselves in everything else, our jobs, our children, our husbands, our parents, because we, we want to help. We want to serve. We want to do so much. But you have to remind, remember that if you are not taking care of you, and if you're not doing some of those things that brought you joy as a child, they don't go away. If you if it brought you joy and it's healthy and it's not causing issues in your marriage and it's not causing sin, listen, don't forget those things about yourself. Right. Because those are the things that bring you joy that will also bring joy to your family because you're a better ha person when you're happy. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> it, works, it works well for your spouse. It does. It, it really does. Yeah, and, and I'll say this. Um, one of the things that I know, and my wife could either amen or not, uh, I love to be around my wife. I love to spend time with my wife. I really do. Um, and everything. Even if I just got to make a quick run to the store to grab a, a loaf of bread, I'm always, yeah, you want to come with me? I'll be trying to talk to her to come with me. She'd be in the bed, too, sometimes. Like, come with me to the store just because I want to be with her. Um, but but it, it's healthy as long as you don't try to make it, you know, don't make your spouse your everything like you can't breathe without and i know some songs back in the day <laughs> i can't breathe without you and all that stuff listen that's that's almost borderline psychotic if you ask me <laughs> but you know you want to be able to have that intimate time with your spouse you want to let them know that you want to be around them but at the same time if it gets to a point where you're smothering and you're just like you know i don't want to do nothing unless you're there um then that's when it becomes unhealthy you know what I'm saying? So like we have we have a, a healthy boundary where, you know, my wife want to be by herself. You know, I've learned to just let her be by herself, let her have her space, you know, not going to bug you about it. I ain't going to text you, none of that, I'm going to leave you be. And when I have that time, whenever I want to be by myself, you know, she gives me that same respect because it is necessary. What we have to realize is marriage is work. Um, it is work because there is there are responsibilities. There is weight that is over the mom and the, as a wife, as a mother, there is weight as a husband slash father. There is weight that comes with that. And you do need that opportunity to release as far as being able to go and do, you know, whatever it is that you love to do um, so that, you know, you can kind of like recharge if that makes sense. And so having that healthy boundary established that really does. It feeds the marriage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, another thing where you have an individual, your individuality is your career, right? Um, sometimes, especially in the old days, the woman stayed at home. She supported the husband. He went to school. You know, he got his career going and she took care of the family, took care of the household. Now we have dual income households where both spouses come in with um, this individual career goal. Mm -hmm. As long as you're keeping your mind and keeping your focus on the main vision, the vision that you have together, the vision of the marriage, those career codes can still work. Mm -hmm. Right. It doesn't mean you don't you can't go to college now because he's going to college or that you can't, you know, become a lawyer because, you know, he, he's. He has to go overseas and, and play basketball. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, when we have children, we tend to think that, you know what, I can't do this and I can't do that anymore. But remember, and this is I was going to do a live about this. I really was. Okay. So the virtuous woman, Proverbs 31, 
you know, she they have list all the things that she has. She's done. She get up early. She go to bed late. She buys the field. She makes sure the kids have um, all the clothing they need for the winter for any season. Like she takes care of everything. They have food, all of that. You have seasons in your lives with when all of those things are applicable, and they're not normally all applicable at the same time. You're not going to be a rock star wife, a rock star mother, a rock star career um, executive, uh, a rock star person in ministry, and all of that. You're not Jesus. You are not Jesus. So we can't get the Proverbs 31 woman mixed up in our mind thinking we have to do all of that. Oh my gosh, you stated it so wonderfully earlier when God did not create us to be early birds or mm -hmm. owls or eagles. He created us to be a dove, to live at peace, to walk with him and to be with him. He created us to be doves, mm -hmm. but we want to try to be superhumans. Right. Listen, there will be a season in your life where you're going to be a mom and you're going to be there for your children and you're going to spend time with your children, which will probably pull you less, I mean, more away from work. But then there'll be a season where your children aren't there. Or if you don't have children, we might be more involved in work. Or maybe this is a season for your husband's advancement. And now you're doing what you can to help advance him. So you have to look in your own marriage, in the seasons of your own life, in your own marriage, and not look outside of that because that caused discontentment and it caused nagging and dissatisfaction in your marriage and with your life. So look at your season, look at your own life and see where it's at. So maybe in this season, my children are small and they need me more. I got to go to football practice. I got a volleyball practice. And I was, you know, going to school, but maybe I'm going to put that on hold for a minute. In a couple of years, I'm going to focus on this, but I can get back to that. Or maybe I'm going to take one class at a time instead of four. So that, that is why you have a spouse so that you guys can discuss things. So you're still one, but you're individual and you compromise and you have somebody who's wise that can help you make the best decisions for your life so that you can be satisfied and he can be satisfied and your household can still grow. Excellent. She said someone who's wise. That brought up a point where a guy who the pastor was, but he said something like the two most important decisions that you will make in your life is choosing God and then choosing your spouse. Those two things, choosing God and then choosing your spouse. Those are the two most important choices that you will make in your life. And, you know, just thinking about that, when you said somebody who's wise, first of all, and I ain't going to make this a whole session about, you know, who to choose to marry, but you got to make sure you choose somebody who not only has common sense, but they have wisdom. Come on now. Don't please don't marry these fools. Yes, I you mean, knew he was a fool. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Um, so you got to make sure that, that who you're binding yourself to, who you're creating legacy with is somebody that has shown and displayed over a period of time that this person has wisdom. This person, they may not have it all together, but they have wisdom. Wisdom. Right? They, this is a season of life. They might not have X, Y, and Z, but I can see that they're going somewhere. Right? And so you want to be be wise in who you choose in that capacity. You know, um, one of the things that, that you mentioned that I think was really good you know, we talk about seasons, right? Mm -hmm. This may not be the season for you to do certain things, right? You, and that's why you get with your your partner or your spouse. If you you know if you're not married, you get your partner, or whatever. You get with them and have a conversation. First of all, we need to map out a five year plan, a ten year plan, 
right? We need to know what's going on here. What, we, what are we working towards? Why are we going to work every day? We're not just going to get a check and pay the bills. We need to be working towards something. So what are we working towards, right? And then you have that laid out. What does that look like? Does somebody have to go back to school in this process? Does somebody have to work extra hours while the other person go back to school? Or somebody got to come off their job for a little while so they can focus on school? Like these are conversations you got to have. If that conversation is had and you come to these decisions, then you realize, all right, well, maybe we need to start prepping the downside. Maybe we need a smaller place to live, a less expensive place to live. Maybe we need to get rid of one of the cars, sell one of them, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like you start putting that stuff in process so that way you can carry out what it is you guys are working towards. Now, what that means is, is that you're now coming to an understanding that, okay, we both may have to go back to school. Who's going first, though? Right? Are we going to try to do this at the same time? And we're just going to live off of the refund checks? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, process all that stuff. Because what you don't ever want to do is go into a plan that was half thought out. And now you got one person believing that their, their plan is more important than yours. Them going to school first takes precedence over you going to school. Now you're arguing because you feel like you're not being heard. You feel like your, your vision or your dreams are not being valued. And now the individualization that you're supposed to have in a healthy way in a marriage is now becoming a selfish thing. And that's what I said earlier. Is individualized good in a marriage? It is as long as it does not affect the marriage. So communication is key. Planning is key. Um, and having a clear understanding of what order are you going to be doing things? Amen. Amen. Oreo came and joined us today. So I'm going to talk about, she just brought something up to me. Um, I always wanted to have a small puppy. I just wanted a puppy, um, especially when I was pregnant. I just always wanted an animal. <laughs> I just wanted something furry. Every time I got furs. pregnant, this is six times, y'all. Every time I got well, one, yeah, I have not been pregnant six times. I'm sorry. <laughs> Every time I got pregnant, I would want a puppy or something furry. And so my husband would say, you know what? You're going to school. You're working. You got young kids. Wait. Just wait. Wait. You're going to get what you want. You want you're going to get what you want. And so, you know, one time I was like, you know what? No, I want what I want right now. And so I got a guinea pig, two guinea pigs um, for my daughters. But of course, they were my guinea pigs. They were too young to take care of them. So here I am trying to take care of these guinea pigs, change a litter, feeding them, watering them, taking care of my kids. Then they were homeschooled. So I'm taking care of my homeschool kids, taking care of some guinea pigs while working from home. Okay. Oh, because she oh. wouldn't listen <laughs> to her husband. And so, and so um, ended up, you know, not having the guinea pigs anymore. Mm. And now, you know, I'm not in school anymore. My children are older. Two of them are in school. One is at home, but she is so um, self-motivated and self-regulated that I don't have to help her with the school. She gets it all done. If she needs me, she comes in. You know, I'll help her. And now it's time for a puppy, right? I have time to take care of a puppy. So he got me the puppy that I wanted. But but can we talk about how that puppy showed up? Just real quick. Just real quick. <laughs> okay, real quick. go ahead. All right, so we sold the house, right? The house that we had. We sold it. And uh, one day I came home from work right after that happened. Came home from work, took a nap. I was exhausted. I wake up to a little puppy in the bedroom. I'm like, where does this little puppy come from? And why is it? This puppy looks expensive. <laughs> There's something about this puppy that don't look cheap. It's something about this puppy that tells me that our bank account, <laughs> that something has been withdrawn 
something about this puppy don't look donated or from from a you know from one of them little places where you can just get a puppy. Something about this puppy looks very expensive. So please explain to me. And so then she had to tell me, yeah, well, you told me I could get a little puppy, and I felt like it was time, and I went and got him. So now all I'm concerned with, as I'm still trying to wake up and process, that I woke up to a puppy being in the room. How much does puppy cost? I don't think I'm gonna even say how much the puppy no. costs. I ain't gonna say how much puppy costs. But I'm gonna say this though, I was shocked. Anywho, <laughs> she got what she wanted. And he named her Oreo McFlurry. I, I, I get, yep, I got a chance to name her Oreo McFlurry. Because mm -hmm. Oreo McFlurries at McDonald's are expensive. <laughs> but they never work. The machine never works. And this one right here, <laughs> this dog never works. <laughs> this dog has been digging in our pockets and will not get a job and do nothing to bring no money in the house. So Where it's perfect, you? perfect name. I'm gonna cover your ears. Yeah, you cover it. So she don't get all this. I'm gonna keep talking. Mm -hmm. Anywho, needy. But yes. Anyway, back to this. We get ready to wrap up here in a little bit. But I just wanted we wanted to just hop on here. Listen, um, we're gonna be checking out the comments. Be quiet, we're We're gonna be checking out the comments. Hope. Hey, listen, we want to hear from you. Like you know, if you have questions or if you have comments, if you got stories to tell. We want to hear from you. So drop them in the comments. We want to talk to you. We want to interact with you um, and, and go from there. Listen, so we we have, um, we, just I'm just going to throw this out there then we get ready to get out of here. So we're breaking this down in the season. So we're halfway through this season. All right. We got five more episodes after this. And then we're going to take a little break to get ready for season two, which I just want to throw this out there because I'm, I'm just really excited about everything that's happening right now, all the viewers that we're getting and Stuff like that. So hopefully this is being a blessing. If this is helping you in any kind of way, let us know. We want to hear your testimonies. We want to hear your stories. Um, if you have certain topics, you got questions like, yo, can y'all talk about X, Y, Z? Let us know. I mean, we have topics lined up to discuss, but we're not locked into them. We're willing to bear off and branch off. You know what I'm saying? If we feel like, okay, this, you know, we got a lot of people that want to hear about X, Y, Z. So then we'll, we'll, we'll make that happen too. All right. Any closing remarks, baby? Um, no, I just, I just, I pray for everyone who's watching this. I pray that it is helping you. I pray that you consider your spouse's individuality individuality, and seek to understand instead of seeking to be understood. I, I, I pray that you guys listen to each other and try to be the person to want to make it work for both and not just for yourself. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, Marriage is 100%, you know, not 50-50, it's 100% for both sides. And it's so much easier when we both are not just put in 100% of effort, but we understand what the effort looks like. You know what I'm saying? Because we can be trying hard, but doing the wrong stuff. Um, but just recognizing what does it look like in our marriage? Like, I know what happened and what worked in their marriage. I know we went to this conference. They said this will help their marriage and take note of that because those things can help. But based on the dynamics of my home, what does my 100% look like? You know what I'm yeah. saying? What is it that I could be doing more of or doing better at or learning or developing? Um, you know, all those things for the benefit of my marriage with my spouse or the benefit of our household. And I think, um, you know, it doesn't take away your individuality. It actually helps promote togetherness from two individuals. That does. It promotes togetherness. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And you're so much stronger when you come back together. Once right. you get full. 
Right, right, right. Yeah. Amen. So, all right, y'all. So, listen. Thank y'all for tuning in with us this week. Can't wait till next Sunday. Um, we're gonna be ready to jump back in and um, talk about the next topic and go from there. Amen. Love you guys. God bless you. you. Please subscribe to our channel. Reach out to us. We are literally accessible. We're not those kinds that will see your comments or see emails and not respond to you. We're not. Uh, we're not celebrity status like that. <laughs> we will respond to you. All right. Yeah. Looking forward to it. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you.